This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. I'll give you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. games what episode is this number four or five now oh shit dude no this is like seven or six i mean since we started uh redoing them or uh since we started releasing consistently this would be number or episode six then six sweet history in the making i think what that doesn't sound right did you see the the uh, Podbean statistics? We had a hundred and twenty some downloads. Did we really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Not sure who from. It doesn't really tell me where they're downloading from. Well, that's actually really uh, interesting. I never would have guessed. Yeah, I'll pull it up back here. Hope that's not all bots. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. That's uh this would be episode number six. Um That's really interesting though. Oh, I really gotta start uh, I really gotta pick up on that social media if that's the case so people can start connecting with us. <laughs> Statistics overview. Let me find out we have a hundred fans already. All time hundred and thirty one downloads. Last thirty yep. days eighty two. Get the fuck out of here. No way. No uh, way. Sixty percent is from Apple Apple Podcasts. Uh ten percent interesting. Ten percent from iTunes. FFmpeg downloads. Yeah, I suppose I should spend some more time in Podbean here. I know um, several of my sister's friends have listened to it, but that's only like a handful, like maybe five to ten people at best. My mom is listening to it. Hi, Mom. <laughs> hey, Mama. Uh, I've sent it to a handful of people, but there's been no sort of uh, no mention of it, period, on any of the social medias. Mm-hmm. 
we'll get there. We'll have our we'll have our front page Reddit someday. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's it'll be e- well. Yeah, I do think it'll be super easy. Actually, just start banking up a bunch of catchy little hashtags and memes, and then could do some sort of big old yeah, the, spectacular reveal. Yeah, and the clips and the sound bites will be great with that as well. Just easy, consumable, you know, bits of each uh, massive dialogue we do per per cast. Uh, so we had. Nine downloads on the first episode. Okay. 19 on episode two, officially number two. Straight off the cliff, garnered 23. Dude. Uh, number four, designated Rage Master, 16. Okay. And times 15, Malicious, had 10. Okay. Okay. So we seem to be averaging 10 to 25 right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I said, it would be super, super intriguing to see if, you know, this just came up with some history, ser- you know, history tag search or comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, going that Instagram route's going to be really fun, I think. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and some... also, like, everything you title each episode with, like, I would try to do, like, a space and, like, uh, you know, like a, a dash space and then like try to put like what's being talked about if you can, if you could like say two things from the conversation in general, you know, like, yeah, like, it, it like, gives a, you the option like, Biden, like Biden, Trump, this and that, because right? those things stand out a lot to people who actually read the titles before they actually click and download. <laughs> uh, when it comes to actually publishing, it'll give you the option uh, and I should be able to actually, I thought I was able to go in here and edit them. Um, I'm sure you but, can by some should, means. You, you, uh, you're able to go in there cause it's all just based off of the feed, right? Mm-hmm. So it pulls the text descriptor. So for sure we should start working on some literature. Nice. Uh, this is actually think? really cool that I'm recording with my phone and using my other phone to see you and it's like happening in real time. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck do we even need 5G? This is good enough already. Yeah, shit will <laughs> cook your brain, man. That's what I hear, yeah. at least. They're just trying to put all drivers out of a job so they can have remote drop-offs like Back to the Future and every other futuristic show. Self-driving cars? Yeah. I think we're at least 20 years away from that because the only way it'll ever work is if you get rid of all human drivers. Right. You're going to convince people to start letting go of their cars, not buying new ones? Really? Yeah, like don't touch the wheel. That's going to that's gonna be easy for people to do. I've heard of people that will test drive the Teslas, uh, turn on the self-driving, and it's freaky as hell to them. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like the, when I took that road trip to Maryland, the I, I forget it was the Nissan of some capacity, but it had sort of that self-driving where the, uh, the acceleration was controlled by a computer. Mm-hmm. and the brake so if there was a car and you were on cruise control and you were zoning off the thing would slow down like 100 feet out from the car and then slow down harder and harder the closer that you got that's interesting touching, you know touch any of the pedals and the other thing that freaks me out too is like when you're in like dead areas you know what i mean 
Like, is five G gonna solve dead dead areas? <laughs> I don't know. Be the death of uh, road somebody road stops. Right. I would imagine. People, <laughs> right. People not traveling interstate, stopping off at these sideshow attractions. Actually, sounds super terrible. Yeah, it really does. Because <laughs> if you remove all the human components, it's boring as hell. I definitely think it would take a lot of convincing to get people to switch over like that. But I mean, it's I don't know. It's just one of those slow burn things, man. You, you got to introduce it a little bit at a time. You got to get people being like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. Can you give us more?" Yeah, because you know, even even with you and I fucking touch screens at mcdonald's right know? yeah i see that now you could go to mcdonald's and put your whole order in by yourself i hate it i hate it yeah it's like uh, so do they do any work now <laughs> you know well it's it's kind of like bagging your own groceries and running you know check self checkout and such yeah, it's not it's not so much the, the the physical act or the process of using those machines. It's just more what irritates me is the this is just introductory stuff. This is like introductory fucking level sort of testing the waters. You gotta you know, like I said, you gotta loosen people up a little bit. Yeah. And it's uh, a job killer too in the end. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna get rid of all those people. Release more uh, skillless labor into the economy. <laughs> it's it feels like forever since i'd heard anything from him uh, i was mildly intrigued but andrew yang with uh he was already prophesizing about people losing stuff to automation and uh, i definitely do not disagree mm-hmm. it's frustrating and cool unique fascinating all at the same time even, even for like us at our age, like, cause we're, we're slowly approaching like too old to teach this dog a new trick. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're both still relatively young. We're VHS but, uh, babes, you know? Right. Right. But like, can you see yourself in, tw- in 10, 20 years beginning to let go of the wheel and let your car take over? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know that'd be hard as hell for me. <laughs> what, what happens to the, what happens to, you know, manual cars? Manual right. six shifts. Right. Just it would actually become a dying art form. Some yeah, of the, some w- of the new cars, I don't know, does does yours have it? They have like the computerized stick shift so you can slam your um <laughs> slam your thingy up and down <laughs> to change gears. <laughs> Are you talking about the clutch? <laughs> Not the clutch. Uh, I'm talking about the, oh my God, the gear shift. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like automatic. I mean, I, I just have a standard one. So I'm not exactly sure what you're referring to when you say like a robotic one or whatever. Nah, so it's it's just a digital, it's like, it's a digital program that makes your car act like if, it's, if it was a manual transmission. But uh, you don't have a clutch. So as you approach the speed to pop into your next gear, you would press up. But oh, you know, the whole thing is automated. So if you fuck up, you just fuck up right. and continue right. on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lot of trust. I don't know, man. I, I have so many questions about that. I could easily 
see a story like, where someone burns their clutch out though using software like that oh yeah yeah uh we just uh being on tour we'd, we'd see it in the rental cars all the time so i mm. i got a manual here at home right um, just because I, I like being involved you know i like being part of the I, process i don't think i've ever had a manual car my whole life i don't think i could drive a clutch i mean i'm sure i could figure it out but yeah i've never driven one how old were you when you bought your first car uh it was about uh 16 17 oh yeah i got my truck at it was after bodyguard so like 2015 was the first time i bought a vehicle oh shit yeah you bought your first car like almost a clear decade after me <laughs> yeah well uh <laughs> i think the technical term was murdered out ford ranger truck that they had dropped six inches they just took the uh suspension and flipped it around lowered mm-hmm. it to the ground spray painted the whole truck black uh bondo patches about the size of trash can lids <laughs> multitude yeah. zip ties they <laughs> spray painted over the fucking tail lights headlights that's awesome <laughs> i saw online the other day too it's an old tiger belly podcast with uh jordan peele because you know him and uh bobby lee were on mad tv together growing up and um it was so funny like the most interesting part about it was he did not get his license until or he didn't start driving himself until he was about 36 years old wow so this is post Mad TV, post Get Out. He essentially waited to around us to start driving himself. Where's he from originally? I'm not even sure, to be honest. I don't think I've ever looked up his bio. I just know he's married to Chelsea Peretti, and he used to be on Mad TV, and obviously had the Key and Peele show and all that good stuff. But yeah, I'm not sure where Jordan and Key or either one of them's from. I actually toured with one of the uh, actors that was on Mad TV. Oh, really? Yeah, a couple tours ago. That's what's up. That <laughs> was pretty surreal. Um, which one was it? Was it? Which season? Uh, I mean, oh, I mean, which actor? I don't know. Should we? Is it inappropriate to name people's names? I. I mean, if they're a celebrity, I would say no. I mean, Matt TV, I know it's not the highest claim to fame, but it is famous enough where there's a celebrity actor. <laughs> it was uh, it was the Chicago tour, uh, okay. kind of a smaller contract one nighter, and it's the guy that plays Amos, and his name is Paul Voigt, and played in uh, oh, sorry Paul, if you ever hear this and I fucked your name up, I'm sorry, but he was in a couple seasons on Mad TV. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll, uh, I'll dig him out and send him to you after this tonight. Yeah, for him, I'm sure that was good money and excellent work. I remember watching that just a handful of times, admittedly, but back in 1999, uh, Kiss was doing their big reunion tour with the full production and the makeup, and they were doing a shit ton of TV promotions, and Mad TV was one of them. Or maybe it was oh, Halloween. It was that's Halloween interesting. Years. Yeah. yeah, I have a weird relationship with Mad TV. Like It was always one of those shows that I would easily skip over all the time. But every now and then, like their clips or whatever, would find their way into whatever social media I was on. I just remember. Oh, seemed to have cut out there for a second. Uh, we lost that last little bit you were saying there. Oh, sorry. 
no, I was just saying that. Um, no, I just remember they they had that. Uh, I just remember Bobby Lee, Key and Peele, and also the the woman that's uh, she's oh God, she plays Lois on Family Guy, and I can't, I can't remember her fucking name, but she's also in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel as her assistant as well. It's a very successful actress. I, I'll, I'll find it in a sec. It's but okay, yeah, gotcha. she, she's she's a big fucking deal. But yeah, I, I would always remember her. You said Lois. Yeah, she Alex plays Borst, uh, Borstein. I think that sounds right. She's like she looks kind of short, hmm. like very tiny, very tiny woman. Gotcha. But yeah, she uh, she's funny as hell, man. But yeah, she was always one of my favorite ones. I just remember her prominently from that show. It was it was a weird show. It's like one of those shows that I was always on in the background in my life. You know what I mean? Never paid it full uh, much attention. Yeah, exactly. It was always on the back burner. Like I'll get to it, but I never really did. <laughs> but I know so many people that love Mad TV as well, too. Especially people older than me. <laughs> I, for me, like sketch TV, the ones I spent the most time with was probably <sighs> Monty Python. Oh yeah, Clown Circus. That's 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 it for me right there. <laughs> um, Saturday Night Live. Uh, you know it's one of those things i keep wanting to like but you know the more it goes on the less i see the more i i continue like not liking it um yeah it's definitely uh been drowned by its repetitiveness and unwillingness to be edgy well even some of like the how do i phrase this even some of the greatest hits or the most popular stars that's come come and gone through there like i've never seen anything that really just i thought was that funny right you know there's some there's some stuff i've definitely chuckled at but for yeah. the most part i just i like their jeopardy ones those are probably my favorite ones in the past 15 years Oh, like whether yeah. it was Tom Hanks or uh, even Chadwick Boseman, he had a great one as Black Panther, T'Challa on Black Jeopardy, and then uh, also what was the Sean Connery ones? <laughs> Those are all epically <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's what your mother said, Trebek. <laughs> um, I don't even know the actor's name that played Connery, but he was fucking fantastic as him. <laughs> speaking of saturday night live i finally got around to doing what i what we agreed to do which was to watch more norm mcdonald <laughs> um, i'm sure your life's a lot happier now <laughs> <laughs> i think i might transition just to hang out with him for the next couple of days mm. um, the only thing i had been watching was just you know super cuts and clips and things of that nature He's just nonstop with his material. That's what I really appreciate about him. Like, he's, I don't know how old he is now. I, I imagine he's got to be in his late 50s, 60s almost. But yeah, he, he just, it's just always rapid fire on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Even on his podcast, he has like all these jokes that he just, on these blue cards that he just reads, reads out or has his guests read them and stuff. And it's like, honestly, just fun to watch these, you know, friends or, co-workers like just chuckle at this shit and they're always wondering who wrote this shit and i'm wondering like how much is it is him and his assistants and team i i there's one that i definitely want to go find it's him with uh larry king and uh he was mm -hmm. definitely like <laughs> he, had, he had gotten uh king a couple of good good really fucking good times <laughs> so 
Yeah, Larry King. That is he still on TV or is he retired? I think he is on Hulu. Really? He went uh, straight to a platform. Wow. Let me confirm. I have, that. I have enough money to pay Larry King to do, do that. It's amazing. I mean, Spotify gave Joe Rogan $100 million. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserving, too. It's Larry King now. Larry Excuse King me, now one on season. Hulu, huh? Yep. 2000, uh, 2012. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely... Oh, uh, so it was like a test project for one season. Yeah. I haven't seen anything from it. Uh, got Brett Gelman, Kristen Chenoweth, Karen Gillan, Sam and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, Larry's Ferguson. just so... Larry's just up there. I'm not... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, he can't work. I mean, I'm an like, look asshole. at Betty White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, this is season eight, <laughs> so oh, okay. I'm not so logged still in. I, I wasn't logged in, and the way the web page is designed, it looks like it's just the splash pa- splash page for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as I scrolled down, I, I started seeing he is up to episode sixty nine. Damn. Uh, episode sixty five. This one I'd be totally into. It's uh, with Craig Ferguson. Oh God, I would love to watch that. <laughs> I, I really miss him, man. He had to me. He had the most underrated late night talk show of all time, <laughs> for sure. Who? No one took over for him, right? No one took over his show. Not really, man. I think that if anything, maybe like I guess, like new people like Seth Meyers and Lily Singh, I guess fill in for that time slot. Are, are, where are you with those with those fellows? Are you fan? Not a fan? With who? Oh, like, the late night talk show host. Yeah. I, I guess mean, starting at I, the level of like Seth Meyers and I don't know necessarily who his peer would be. Like, I don't find these shows that particularly entertaining and funny, but I do admire them for continuing to try. Obviously, the money's probably pretty good, too. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing it if that was bad. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's just to me with when you have all the it, it, it's really just Netflix and all the other platforms that are like making it so much harder for them because they can't in my opinion they need to pull the condom off with the fcc to really help a lot of these shows i'm not saying they have to get raunchy and dirty and flagrant or anything like that but they do need more freedom to take more risks because everything's just too happy go lucky let's be ellen this and that positive positivity all the time and it just comes (laughs) off as unauthentic i i like to I like to watch two bros talk shit and have fun with one another. Like Norm MacDonald, you know? It's natural. <laughs> well, it's never it's never been network TV's position. I know. It's a shame, too, because they have all these resources. And I just feel like they you know, inevitably just settle. I do get why you have to dial it down because, you know, children are watching some of this shit. I don't know. I thought that's what the TVMA rating was for. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but at the same point, they they do enough material to generate clips on YouTube. So essentially, you're, you can have access to watching the full show. This is true. Reuploads are always going to be a thing, especially if you have a fan base. Uh, do you remember the drama that it came out right after Las Vegas had happened and there was people like uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon um, that would 
break the news of what had happened and uh Philip DeFranco ended up doing the same thing, but it caused the Adpocalypse 2.0 and all these channels yeah, that, were, that were, well, it, it just, it ended up that these network shows were, were still getting advertisers on their videos. Well, the small guys can't. <laughs> um, so speaking of which, uh, Moist Critical on YouTube, and it's definitely old news by the time uh, I explain it here. There's a YouTube commentator comedian showed a video uh, stage Russian dash cam where there was some sort of fender bender with a van and a car and the guy in the car got out to raise a stink and five assorted costume mascots jumped out of the van, started kicking oh, yeah. these dudes ass. <laughs> yeah, Which yeah, is that old. was uh, Penguin Zero. Yeah, that, comp, that content creator. Yeah, his video got demonetized and struck down or whatever. Uh, got one of one of three, one of three strikes. Three strikes are out. Yep. Um, which I mean, and then to turn around and see Markiplier jump into this, and he's someone that we watch a lot. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, very, very genuine guy. The experiment series that he's doing unus honest that that's definitely been it's gotten old at points but i i really dig the initial premise with it they're creating i think it's a video every day 365 videos that are going up on the channel and then after the year they're taking everything and deleting it and um, who's doing that it's markiplier and the other kid's name is Ethan, but I don't remember his. Other Ethan handle. from H3H3? No, no, Crank Gameplays. Okay. Yeah. He's the backflip kid <laughs> from okay. one of the game conferences or conventions. Got it. Backflip kid and Markiplier. That's interesting. Yeah, so they have this whole series where they just do all these uh, string of conscious kind of weird sometimes perverted skits that once they because the way they kind of structure it is it's it's almost like 24 where there's a countdown at the beginning and end of every episode Mm -hmm. so it's counting down from 365 days and then once they once they end they're just taking everything all the comments all the fans all the everything and just deleting it as a little social media experiment that's interesting i'd like to see what happens after they do that how long ago did they start this uh now that you asked me i totally forgot i want to say it's like 100 and 100 plus days out well, that means they have almost less than 200 days left wonder if I can do this without. I'll get back to you on that one. I don't, I don't want to uh, play the audio accidentally. Mm-hmm. It's good, though. Some of the stuff, like I said, it's it's kind of low-hanging fruit. Other things that other creators on YouTube, YouTube have done. There's some shit that's legitimately <laughs> funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll send that. 
I forgot what the first link was that I was going to send to you. So maybe I should just go ahead and do this now. <laughs> uh, uh, there was something else I wanted to talk to you about that I can't quite remember. It'll come to me here in a second. I lied. They got 71 days left. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it, oh, oh, almost at three, day 300. Yeah. So if you want to get in on this, you only got 70 days left. I was like, yeah, it's like it's right after or right up until the election or something because mm-hmm. they started yeah. last November. That's very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. And they're just going to delete it like nothing because they're, I mean, they could do that. They're successful enough to, obviously. They specifically <laughs> asked fans not to save the videos. Not that that changes but you know, anything. But you know they will. Yeah. Nothing dies <laughs> on the internet. No, absolutely not. It's here forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I just, I don't know, shit's been shitty enough. I haven't been able to find much fun conspiracy-based topics, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's been some backstage conversations that kind of started last episode, but after further conversations, I think we got a real uh, strong focal point for for doing some original and I would say almost unique because as it stands, I can only think of a handful of shows that do multiple episodes on one topic. Mm-hmm. And that those are guys that do like Corbett Report, for, uh, for example. Oh, that'll be fun. Remind me of Corbett Report by the time I get done with this. But uh, okay. even, even someone like him, he'll do you know, like four hour and a half maybe videos hour and a half long videos but it's more on a a specific like geopolitical conspiracy stuff (coughs) excuse me there it was (laughs) yeah man it's a crazy climate we're in man more and more videos of terrible things every day so what I wanted to ask you was, do you want to play a game? Yes. Do you want to play? Uh, oh, let's see. Can I? Oh, I should be able to screen share with you still. I love it. We're going <laughs> to we're going to check out some shit here. All right. So thanks to uh, James Corbett of the Corbett Report of CorbettReport.com, which is usually how <laughs> his tags go. But I love it. He discovered a game called uh, Corona World out of Germany. And you play this nurse in a Super Mario World styled platformer game. Let's Mm -hmm. see. Let's change this over to English. Are you able to check this out? Yeah, I am. I see it loud and clear. You wake up at the home after an 18 hour shift at the hospital. You are hungry and you're a nurse waking up. You open the fridge, it's empty. You'll have to go buy groceries. There is corona outside. Oh no, you have to keep 1.5 meter distance. Uh, And then, yeah, I I just learned about this today. (laughs) And this is a a German game you said that was created? Yeah. 
That's kind, of, that's kind of ironic because Germany actually did a good job with their coronavirus outbreak. <laughs> there was no, dude, there's a huge protest in Berlin about the COVID lockdowns. Mm-hmm. You can get 150 points for jumping on kids that are infected with Corona's heads. Uh, Power ups <laughs> are mass. So now I'm like Super Mario. Um, this is a uh, points, 900 points for toilet paper. Uh, I haven't figured out what the. There's like these little pink bricks everywhere. Yeah, see, I can smash. Oh, God. See, they hurt me because they got the COVID. Yeah. And that's what they want desperately, I think, is the. Ah. They want to spread it to you. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like this in theory seems really fun, but I'm also kind of like mm, pretty, pretty disturbed by the whole thing. I haven't played it yet. This is the first instance this looks like toxic covid pits a guy that's got greasy green snot running out of his green fart bubble producing body it's a jogging bro with covid (laughs) oh god (laughs) i got a duck i got a duck for i guess breezes of covid um yeah i mean this plays like any other action platformer Right, like any Mario type style. <laughs> but I think the what's the word? What's the word I'm looking here for? The imagery that they're trying to. Oh God! I ran into a toxic dumpster and I died. But no. I I want to I want to know. Is there a way I can? Uh, I was going to try and zoom in on the super boss that they got here listed on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to have to be. I want to. I want to see. I want to. Ha- I want to see what happens at the end. I want to see who the final boss is. You gotta like save Princess Doctor Bill Gates. <laughs> Get the really? vaccine. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I was like, is that really a, a princess you have to save, Princess Gates? <laughs> That'd be funny, dude. I, you're not. Um, you should I, pitch that to them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll give you a credit shout out in the podcast. <laughs> Oh my god, it sounds awful. I saw when uh, someone did one of those for uh, Avengers: Infinity War. The, remember the big boss fight with uh, Thanos on the planet Titus? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone literally did a sixteen. Uh, uh, I, I forget what it's called. It's like a sixteen gig style game, just like the one you were playing there. Very pixelated looking mm. and everything. And they redid, they redid the entire fight sequence on that planet. I like, remember how dope that was, like all the CGI oh, yeah. and stuff. And they did like a Nintendo six Nintendo uh, style version of that <laughs> Super Nintendo style version of it. And it was actually really fun to watch. And they even included a lot of the dialogue too that you could read <laughs> as they're speaking to one another. I've seen dudes do that and uh, fights from Dragon Ball Z. Those those are the ones I really really enjoy. Oh, wow. They can just I didn't sit there. Know they did that with them too. Well, they can sit there and do uh, fan fiction, essentially, and draw all these animations right. between different characters who shouldn't exist together, but there they are. Mm-hmm. Fuck the timeline. Right. That was like a cartoon sandwich or something like that. I love cartoons. I, I should get back into watching those pretty much full time. Yeah, there's this really good YouTube group uh, called Toon Sandwich. And they uh, do like the uh, Super Bowl of like 
fight sequences. Uh, like all the villains in this and that universe. And it, it's like literally everyone. You got Darth Vader, you got Voldemort, you got dragons from and White Walkers from Game of Thrones, Predators, Aliens. And they all, and it's all this animated, like, gladiator stylist video Does game. Does it take place in an arena? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've yeah. seen one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. Indiana Jones ended up whipping some ass somehow. Yeah, yeah, they do one with the heroes and another one with the villains, too. I haven't seen the villain one. That might be uh, definitely worth a check out. Yeah, the villain one's definitely, they both aren't worth it, honestly. It's it's just nonstop pop culture galore. <laughs> Definitely feel like there's been a massive increase in consumption of pop culture. And I yeah. only say that based on the fact that as a kid growing up, really been being into, you know, the shit that you can find everywhere now. It was really uh-huh. hard to find. And I, this is, again, solely based in toys. I can remember specifically, like, you know, if I wanted to get an Evil Dead or an army of darkness action figure. I wasn't going to be able to find it without, you know, getting some crazy shit from FYE. And there was only ever two different releases, but now, I mean, you can get Godzilla toys at Walmart, Mm -hmm. Target. It's not getting, it's not slowing down either, man. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. That's why I think it's ha- halfway bullshit when they say like these films don't make enough money. I'm like, whatever. What about the lunchbox money? Like, you know, and uh, all that licensing. other good shit. Yeah. You know all who that. was a genius? Fucking George Lucas. That's what he did. He, yep. he got the toy rights and went along with Kenner and then they made a fuck ton of money off of those the first lines of Star Wars figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Lucas Hartz, man. They're very good, very, very, very good business businessmen. Yeah. I mean, it really is the first franchise too. When you think about it, Star Wars, it was like the first time someone was gonna, some actor was gonna be that character for the rest of their life. You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess my first immediate conclusion was something like James Bond, but when you say playing that character for the rest of their life, yeah. Because most, most James Bond actors aren't right. cast until they're like 40 or 50 already. <laughs> Daniel Craig still has one or two left, right? Yeah, they're supposed to, the new one's supposed to be starring Rami Malek as the villain. Oh, shit. But uh, yeah, that's been delayed until next year. Speaking of which, I did start Mr. Robot. Oh, did you? I'm really, I'm really, I'm really into it. There are times when the every instance of the inner monologue is talked out i'm like okay i understand (laughs) maybe we can move this on a little little further but Mm -hmm. uh but all the themes are really kick-ass and it reminds me of simpler times (laughs) yeah it's basically a uh uh what do you call it when you put a bunch of things from different mediums together i can't think of the words like a mashup like uh, it's like, sort of like when you take like a, a photo from this and that to create a big picture. Um, oh, yes, it's, it's, I know what you mean, but I forget yeah, the, the word. Yeah, but they're, me. they're essentially doing that in this story with like 
you, you could see like a resemblance to like things like Fight Club and uh, Hackers and also like The Matrix where, you know, this this dark side hacker is supposed to be the one who's trying to be our savior and free and unplug us like Neo. <laughs> Hackers is a good example. Uh, Matthew Lillard and I forget the name of the other dude. He's a musical guy. Yeah. Angelina uh, Jolie was in it too. Never been the biggest fan. I think she's one of the Illuminati lizard people, but that's just my own two cents about it. Well, I'll keep I'll keep her if you don't want her. <laughs> uh, there was a picture that I'd seen. It looked like uh, some sort of. Let's see, it's only on my phone, so I'm gonna have to unplug from Monty looking at me here for a second. No. I sent Monty the same photo, but it's this weird, quote unquote, radar malfunction uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of Mexico, probably a hundred miles just a little northwest of Mexico City. I lost video feed of you. Yeah, I had to unplug my phone so I can uh, send this to you so you can oh, check okay. it out. Because I, I can't remember uh, where I found it. Right. So I was browsing around on my phone. I just texted it to you. It's really trippy. Um, basically, it kind of looks like one of those old school 90s hologram keychains. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that usually have like spiders or eyes or hearts or some shit. They'd say stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's this huge, like perpendicular, perfectly circular shape. That has all these little legs coming out of it, and it's huge. <laughs> it is it, so it's huge. It's fucking it's so huge. It's fucking huge. It's probably I don't know sixteen size sixteen uh, sixteen times the size of Mexico City, mm-hmm. uh, and it was found on uh, weather tracing radar. And you can just make out the silhouette, this big old fucking thing floating there. Right. right. Did you see it? Yeah, it kind of looks like a Pokeball. <laughs> yeah, Pokeball, but it's like rigid. Or not rigid, yeah. rates. Not right. rigid, spikes, maybe. It's like a pineapple Pokeball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the or or lemon pokeball even. <laughs> well, it's I I would say it can't be it can't be a lemon because it's perfectly it's it's circular it's it's through and through a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a video, uh, another thing where it was rotating around. It's one of those things like maybe some dude made some or maybe some chick made something in. Uh, oh my god. After Effects or Premiere or some shit and just created a fake video, but maybe maybe we do get lucky and get alien like full alien disclosure some sort of universal contact this year. That sure be nice. Or <laughs> to, to know for sure if we're alone or not out here. I know we're not, but everyone else will catch up. 
What do you think it's going to be more like? Star Trek or Independence Day? Um, are, they, are, they showing good... up, are they showing up to kick our ass? Or actually, better than Independence Day, Mars Attacks. By yeah, far. I mean, if they got the tech to get here and kick our ass, I don't see what's what they're waiting on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they live forever, of course, and they're just happy with observing from a distance. So I, I'd, I'd have to go for peace. Yeah. Like, I, I like the Star Trek storyline of uh, First Contact. Like, the Vulcans have always been here watching, but it's only when we figure out light speed and they're like, oh my God, these fucking war, r- racist, animalistic, can't treat the, any anyone beside them decently. Motherfuckers have figured out time travel. I mean, essentially, time travel. <laughs> figured and out how to get around. Space. <laughs> right, exactly. They're going to spread their bullshit throughout the galaxy. Let's go hold their hand and make sure they do it right. <laughs> like, that's the way I, that's the way I kind of see it. That makes more logical sense to me. That sounds, like, that sounds like oppressive hand-holding. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, if I, if, I, if I was aware of a race that's been, that still has war all the time on their planet, and they figure out, Space travel, yeah, yeah, I'd, <clears throat> I'd want to go say what's up to them too. <laughs> but I mean, there's other, there's, I mean, there's definitely other conflicts that continue on. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have not seen any of the newer Star Trek. I know they've tried to do two or no, I guess just two different versions. Yeah, I heard Picard was wasn't very good. It was boring from what I actually heard. Uh, and then there's Discovery. Star Trek Discover. I haven't given that a, ch- a chance yet either because I'm just not about paying for CBS All Access, so that's really their, their fault for you know, not just it, putting it on basic cable. <laughs> I, I just I just watched a couple of things from it on YouTube, and I'm kind of over the whole everything's the Office or Parks and Rec. I don't, right. I don't think it translates all that well <laughs> to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sounds like something more of like a show like the Orville should tackle for an episode or two if anything <laughs> yeah I started that one and I never really was bit enough to finish it yeah the Orville is okay they have some decent episodes but it's obviously uh, obviously Seth MacFarlane is a huge Star Trek dork himself and you could you could see some of his storylines are just rehashed this and that Star Trek episodes yeah. I'd love to see what Red Lighter, Red Lighter Media thinks of the Orville Cause like they have one of the guys is a huge fucking Star Trek dork. Like he can name every episode, and he's watched all the seasons too many times. <laughs> but it, it, like that's literally his reference point for like any movie he's talking about, and he wants to critique it. He's like, "This was on a Star Trek episode, and here's how exactly how it went and how they copied it, or had uh, creative parallels, whatever." Did you ever see Scott Bakula's Enterprise? No. What the fuck is Scott Bakula's Enterprise? Yeah, Scott Bakula played one of the captains. It was the uh, pre-Kirk prequel to The Next Generation. So mm. it's like, it, I, as far as I remember, it's one of the You mean You ones. mean uh, pre-Picard, not pre-Kirk? No, pre-Kirk, dude. So, But Next Generation is Picard. Sorry, uh, the uh, mean, the original mean, TOS, the, or- the original series. The, the original, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So it's pre-Kirk, huh? Okay. Hey, isn't that just what uh, uh, Star Trek Enterprise was, too? Yeah, that's what yeah, I meant. Pre- 
Oh, shit. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said something else. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Bakula's uh, Enterprise. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were talking about like some, uh, fa- some like fan uh, made was project or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I, that's what I thought you were getting at. Like something that was made by a bunch of independent people on YouTube or something like that. Oh, I see. I, okay, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Next Generation Enterprise. Deep State Nine had some good stuff. I never went back and uh, watched it as an adult, but I remember enjoying it. Honestly, yeah. before I touch any Star Trek, though, I think uh, I think X Files is going to be so much more integral. So I might do I might do Mr. Robot and then get back into some uh, X Files. Uh, the, are the new ones they've made? All of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, go watch all of them again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those were always fun shows. Those shows just actually scare me when I was a kid too, because they did the music was so well done. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, X Files was always entertaining, and of course the Scully and uh, what what's his character's name? Mulder. Mulder Fox and Scully. Mulder. Yeah, how they never had a romantic relationship ever. Like that that tension was always nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had really Hands good down, chemistry. One of the top ten duos, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It just never happened. It's David the Covey of all people. How's that? That guy always makes a move. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Californication. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, um, I don't know how about your. Uh, sorry, I don't know how you're feeling, but uh, would you be interested in taking a break here? Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, there you are. Sweet. You're sweet. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, so speaking of which, someone who I think could go easily fuck themselves, and it's not, it's not so much the action, but it's the reaction. And I was like, come the fuck on, like we get it, we know that you think that you're a step above everybody, and that's cool, like that's fine, but to sit there and turn around. And blame it on your hair salon stylist, Nancy Pelosi, sitting there apologizing that she was duped into being into a situation where she could get filmed without a mask inside, where California, where you know everything's been fucking shut down, and um, you know, it's against a law to be without a mask inside of the of the store. Mm-hmm. Which the video, fuck it, whatever, like you know, it's shit that doesn't apply to her. I get it. But it was. Have you heard a response? No, I haven't yet. Oh. Is that that article you sent to me about <laughs> lizard people not being able to contract it? <laughs> I think that was Mike. In the oh, it wasn't Mike. <laughs> <coughs> oh yeah, uh, that that shit was funny. It made me happy. Nancy Pelosi. I know a whole bunch about about her, other than. A couple of her meme instances, like ripping up her speech <laughs> and shit like that. But she's so whenever you hear someone saying, uh, you know, inject bleach into your lungs, it wasn't um, it wasn't anybody but Nancy Pelosi that said that crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if this is the right clip. You ready? Yeah, go for it. If we wear masks, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi under fire tonight, 
after security footage showed her inside a San Francisco hair salon that's closed to the general public because of coronavirus. The salon's owner releasing security footage to Fox News, telling Fox, quote, it's like a slap in the face. Pelosi today insisting the salon told her it was allowed. It was clearly a setup. I take responsibility for falling for a setup by a neighborhood salon that I've gone to for years. Well, I don't. I think that they owe, uh, that this salon owes me an apology for setting up. But the salon wasn't following the rules. Even though indoor services are allowed by the state of California, the city of San Francisco only started allowing any hair appointments on Tuesday, and they must be outdoors. Shampooing isn't allowed, and masks are required. Pelosi was pictured without one. No, I just had my... Um, so I was actually hoping to find the... Definitely need to be more on top of trying to be prepared, finding clips. So you got this fucking Q-Lab thing, so we can just go straight into this stuff. Um, so with it being all cut up, it, it kind of loses its its m magical properties, I feel like. Because, uh, again, it wasn't so much the action that I think, you know, it's, it's whatever. You know, it's, in my opinion, it's what most people should be you know, prepping in their minds to start moving towards. But for her to turn around and say that, you know, it was a setup that, you know, she was duped into a situation and that's what she was sorry about. Like, you can go fuck uh, yourself. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of like this and that about it. I'm like, well, people are still going to get their hair done. People, I don't know. People have I've, I've gone and gotten 10 haircuts myself and I didn't wear a mask either time. I'll be real. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's Georgia. That's not California. California has been yeah, going I agree. through much more massive. I mean, they're shutting people's power douchebags, admittedly, but they're shooting, sh uh, shutting people's power and water off. For, right. For people that's hosting. They honestly, should not be allowed to be able to do anyways. But yeah, sure. Like you said, the guy's an asshole. So I guess that was the exception to the rule. <laughs> um, but, you know. They only have to do it one time and get away with it for them to be able to do it whenever. Um, yeah, I, I, I just feel like, to me, the story is kind of a nothing burger. I'm like, okay, a woman get women care about their looks. They're going to get their hair done. It's, they're, it's, they're still going to do like, those that's things. Her, that's her district. Like They, they put mm -hmm. it into law that you're not able to do this sort of shit. Right, um, right. You know, right. They, I, I, I mean, I agree that it's uh, hypocritical. But I also feel like it's one of those laws and rules that it's like, yeah, but seriously, though, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know, man. People are breaking into their own gyms in places like New Jersey to reopen them. Like they're physically. Yeah, I saw that a gym owner lost their business license in New Jersey over doing over such a thing. You know, it's businesses getting fined if they're caught with certain violations people not wearing masks like this is this is real shit and just for her to sit there and blame the salon owner for a decision that she decided to make while implementing other things onto other people that don't apply to her like what the fuck yeah is this? I, I definitely agree that she could have been smarter it does kind of seem like she was though framed a little bit because they released security footage so it's like they did that on purpose and intentional. Right. But I, I, I don't I don't know. I, mean, I don't know would... this business owner and what his relationship is to Nancy 
his or hers relationship is to Nancy Pelosi either. I feel like they I, I need to hear both sides before I make a clear judgment on the matter. Was it hypocritical of her to be there in the first place? Yeah. But I would say everyone who's all for social distancing is still going to get their hair done. It's, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's like, I, I, I really don't even know how to feel about it. I, nine, the- nine times out of 10, when I'm picking up people from restaurants and they, some of these people are Nancy Pelosi's age and older, they're coming out of these restaurants without their mask on. And then they're putting them on right before they get in my car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But those folks aren't people in positions of making laws and passing bills. No, I no, I, I, I'm just, I guess I'm more making a comment about the attitude and why we have so many positive tests in this country is because we're collectively well, too selfish to ever do she, anything else. If she doesn't believe people don't, in it, really don't care. If she doesn't believe in it, why is there still a big push from from it? Because her constituents and her bosses tell her to. That's really it. So I'll just control it money. I, I don't look at the Republican and and the Democratic Party as these two completely left and right separate entities. No, and- I just see I just see what benefits you and what suits it's more suitable to your lifestyle. And that's really it. Well, not not once that I bring up either of the parties. I'm just saying as a person mm-hmm. that gets to make the rules and pass them. Mm-hmm. I think especially for because I, I don't know when the specific date was, but I was under the assumption that a lot of shit in California had been closed for the past three, four, five months. Yeah. There's a um, shitload. There's a big exodus happening in Los Angeles because of all this too. Yeah. Like comics I mean, are leaving. Actors are leaving. Businesses but, are leaving. Yeah. I mean, literally, but when you close everything down, you can't go to concerts or games or anything anymore. What is the point of living in a city? You ever think about that? It's kind of dumb that either one of us lives in a city right now. Cause what are we there for? I mean, yeah, it, it ain't the city anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I don't know. It take me about thirty minutes to get to Minneapolis now, mm-hmm. uh, which is still relatively close in the grand scheme of things. Oh, okay, for some reason, I thought you were like, like, I don't know, like ten minutes from downtown or something like that. Used to, <laughs> used to. Oh yeah, that's right. You just moved. Yeah, but yeah, like I, that's kind of more how I see it. Like I, I, I guess, uh, I, 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 I'm agreeing with a lot of what you're saying. I'm just, I just can't help but look at the hypocrisy of the whole situation, though, because (laughs) she's supposed to be this powerful person, but I don't think she's powerful at all. I think the people that back her up and write her checks are powerful people. I don't think of her as, I think of her as a loud puppet. That's about it. (laughs) Really? You know what I'm saying? A lot of people view the presidency that way, too, by the way. That's why a lot of people don't even think Trump's in control. They think, you know, Vladimir Putin's got his hand up his ass doing doing other things. Everyone's controlling everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's really how, how I see it. But I'm, I'm right there with you. Is it hypocritical of her to do what she did? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, is she going to get law and order? And are we going to get public justice out of this? No. Because when you're a politician or, or whether you're a cop or some important government agent, no, it's it's a double standard that's always been that way. People want you to know? resign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like cancel culture almost. It's, I, I, I agree. I agree that she should right, be social but- distancing and practicing it, especially if she's executing laws. Whether or not she believes in the laws that she 
executes. But cancel culture is like, you know, it's canceling comedians or, you know, wrong think. It's canceling mm-hmm. shit that you don't. Agree. It is extended to politicians, though, too. <laughs> For sure. Um, but this is like, you know, how do I phrase this? Um, I'd say her and her ilk's type of oppression ranges much farther and harder than what you would typically see cancel culture because cancel culture to me is a very individualistic basis like yeah. you go out you target it, this one individual Meanwhile, yeah, it's selfishness and control at its worst <laughs> so to see cancel culture again kind of start rising up because all sorts of folks have been fucked over since the lockdown mm-hmm. start to say like hey you know you made all these rules and you get to take this vacation from uh, from a time when we all really need your help to sit here and survive. And it's right. true for, for anyone that fucking took that vacation. I mean, yeah. Everyone, I, all of them I mean, go fuck themselves. I mean, the mayor here in Atlanta wanted to keep everything continuously shut down. And then Governor Kemp even uh, sued, sued uh, 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 Mayor Keisha Bottoms over the whole ordeal. And it's because the people he answers to don't agree with her doing that. So he did that. <laughs> I don't know if he really believes in it or not, or even cares, you know, like I, I want to say everyone cares about the fact that people are passing away, by the way. I don't think only, but so many people are that sociopathic and cold hearted, you know, but they don't care about that. And it's simply saying every, I've seen an overwhelming life's got to go on. Sometimes I feel like I'm having fake conversations with people when they're talking about like how much they care. It was like, I just watched you go hang out at a bar for like two or three hours, you know, wear a mask once you're high-fiving people still has still hugging it out, still dapping it up still, you know, no one's, uh, no one's bringing any wipes with them to clean surfaces or try to minimize contact. It's, I, I just see a lot of hypocritical behavior to all the things they'll say when the cameras are oh, yeah. on on them and such. And it, it, it's at the very least, it's disappointing at the very least. But at the same time, I, I just, I, 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 I'm just not surprised by it, you know, no, nor am I disappointed by it either. Cause it's like, well, duh, what, you know, people care, people who care about their looks are still going to go, go get their hair done. Even if they put in a law that you're not supposed to be doing it. That's just how I see that one. You know, I, but, I I know we've touched and go and touched and go, and I never bring anything to the table to back it up. Uh, what so. are you talking about? You bring plenty to the table. Stop it. Well, I'm almost to the point where I want to make a my own supercut of one of the shows that I follow that have hit on the COVID narrative twice mm-hmm. a week for you know sometimes hours at a time. Um, yeah because they they are diving through all of these fucking researched articles and who's passing the information along and you know how, how did this virus come around where did it come from uh, because it's definitely not natural definitely handmade um, it's just, I've seen yeah. some evidence uh, leading or pointing in that direction too there was a clip from the show and this is no agenda, but there was a clip from the show where there's a dude that is sitting there talking about 
the doctors combining COVID with AIDS to see if they can make a more infectious coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember his name. I, I can find it. Not at this moment. It's out there. Um, I saw one mini documentary about a woman who I, I believe she used to work for the World Health Organization or the CDC. And this is obviously one of those things you can't really see on the internet right now because anything that doesn't fall in line with what everyone else is saying, you know, obviously is deemed as misinformation uh, spreading <laughs> via the coronavirus. But like, uh, it was just, uh, it, it had some like really good questions. Like she even brought up some like scientific, uh, facts about previous, uh, forms of SARS and the coronavirus where it's like, this could only be done by manipulating the virus itself in a man-made fashion. And I just thought it was like really interesting. And I don't know, I, I wish I, it's moments like that where I wish I had that video and I could show it to, I don't know, like a. A fucking microbiologist or someone who's an expert in viruses and just i want to hear their two cents on that you know what i mean like because yeah. obviously obviously I, it's easy for me to believe that but i'm no expert in these matters like i, I want to hear what someone else uh with a rational mind who's smarter than me in that particular thing you know chiming in to say say like well that doesn't make sense because there's so many little things i'll miss when i'm watching these things and so it may, and they present it in a way that makes it super believable. But uh, any well, any good documentary person can do that. <laughs> you know, can put out a false narrative or uh, something that's you want to believe, but is it really the truth? <laughs> yeah. Uh, typically, you can tune into NBC, CBS, CNN, uh, Fox News. Who's the other big ones? MSNBC. Did I already mm-hmm. say that one? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm serious, though. Like, they are just as guilty in my mind as the stupid fucks that go and make the documentaries like Plandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd seen that one. It's like a half an hour thing, went viral. Honestly, it, it kind of struck me as an instance of putting out this information that the masses can get a hold of, and it's full of questionable material because. It's done on purpose so they can say, oh, look at this. See, all you conspiracy theorists are crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing new about the disinformation campaign. But when it went mainstream, it's all of a sudden fake news. Right. Who the fuck is to tell me that Anderson Cooper isn't any more or less legit than some uh, unknown faceless fuck on the Internet? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, they both have access to freedom of speech. They should be able to voice their own shit. Without being they, censored. I, see, that's where I, I, I again, heart, I wholeheartedly disagree with that because, you know, what's freedom of speech to a major news network host? I would say to for them, they're in a bigger ship to control the narrative and based on what they deem is allowable or not. But yeah, that, that's what I would say. They their voices echo further because they could slap anyone down who's smaller. Cause what are you going to do? Sue CNN? Yeah. Do you, and then they got do, you, do you have $5 million to do that? Probably not. Cohorts with fucking Facebook and Twitter this entire time. Like it's, it's maddening dude. It's, 
if I would actually go out and buy one of the proper masks, I, I'm going to go find the one that says COVID-1984. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, yeah. I mean, no, I mean getting... you know me, man. I'm always a huge proponent for freedom of speech because, you know, I love comedy. Yeah. I just, uh, people... I don't think Alex Jones should even be censored. I think anyone who listens to every single word that he preaches as God's truth is a little low in the IQ bubble. And it's probably a reason why they never got a master's or doctorate in anything. <laughs> like, you um, know, like I, I, I don't think everyone. I, I think I just thought he was like entertaining. I never took him a hundred percent serious on everything. Right. No, we've we definitely touched on mm-hmm. it before. And you know, there's mm-hmm. there's things that I do think that he says that is of some credence. Uh, like I've said in the past, he's done shit that I do like. Like. Mm-hmm. Pointing out that cops go undercover at protests. Everybody fucking gets their dicks hard about it now. So yeah, everyone. That, that's a very common thing to have a question about as well. But no, but I'm saying, a, I'm you, say, oh, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. saying I'm saying Alex Jones is the first guy that like started filming evidence of that. Mm-hmm. And he broke that that fucking um, that news. Um, so I mean, I don't even watch his shit anymore. I didn't even watch it. I, like, I was I wasn't like a diehard fan of him, but I would even catch clips. Of, my dad really enjoyed him. My dad would watch him sometimes. Right. That was I mean, like hella surprising to me because my dad's like a old black man, and I never would have guessed he would watch Alex Jones. I, I think mean, it would surprise uh, Alex Jones a little bit to know that my dad watched him occasionally. If if, <laughs> if if Alex Jones is like the pinnacle of what a conspiracy theorist can be, I I think we. <laughs> I think there's a lot of shit I, sh- I should get you into because, I mean, he's he's an outlier. He's been around forever. He makes money off of his fucking muscle supplements and his dietary pills. Like, yeah, I know. You know he's a fucking yeah. gatekeeper. I I don't yeah. really see how relevant or unrelevant he is unless he's doing Joe Rogan. Right. To be, to be completely <laughs> frank. So you know, there's definitely like there's there's dudes we should uh, we should start watching a lot of their shit. Just to you know, show that not everyone out there is. It wasn't even you know that wasn't even what was being said. But you know, Alex Jones exists for the very, very sole reason to say, "Hey, everybody, look at this crazy fucking anybody else that believes the things that he believes are just as crazy as he is." Right. That's my opinion of it, at least. And they, no, that that was definitely their uh, reasoning for uh, getting rid of him on the social media platforms. Right. But that can happen to anyone. And it is happening one. Anyone. You know, like COVID is now starting to fucking tread upon free speech. And again, it's something that we've talked about Mm -hmm. in the past. Like it's fucking, it's it's a constant, it's a constant battle, man. You're, you can't say anything that goes against the organization that cannot acknowledge Taiwan as a country. So think about that one for a fucking second. Mm -hmm. It's fucked. I'm, I'm like, I'm legitimately to the point where I just, I'm very depressed about the whole thing. Like to the point where if I'm not sitting down, I'm standing up pacing around just because I got to see what other crazy, stupid shit's coming down the pipeline. Um, I think they want it that way. No, of course, That might be just a hyper self-inflation of the... This is what's going to have... That when you when you continue watching Mr. Robot, I am always of this ideology that yes, someone in a castle somewhere who has all the money 
whether you're not whether you believe they're a lizard fuck or not or a vampire and they've been around for thousands of years i'm always of that mindset that all they want is all these little people these little sheep these ants which is supposedly us because we're not a big deal you know at the moment and they want us to butt heads and fight and fight and say you're lying you're lying you're crazy you're crazy you're racist you're racist and that's literally all it takes for them to continue on be like huh well as long as they're fighting with each other i could get away with murder (laughs) and you'll praise us as a celebrity star for it exactly you'll be thanking us actually (laughs) you'll be begging us for more yeah you know what allows you to be you in this fucking country mm-hmm. um yeah and when you get too big people want to start taking shit away from you you know um yeah it's i i think like legitimately realistically honestly the pl- the places i hope to see this show go to is going to be straight into the front lines of fighting back stupid fucks like that that you know they just you know, uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you, man. It's a constant battle, man. But well, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm always, uh, I'm always gonna believe that the truth will come forward, whether it's late or too late, and will evolve as as a whole. Right. And we'll talk about <laughs> these kinds of days and all the shit that's ha- going on in this world. It's like remember remember how fucked up that was? It was crazy, right? Oh yeah. It was weird. It's kinda weird that we even allowed some of it. This is a magnet <laughs> I got hanging out in my little shrine over here. <laughs> Who's that being dropped out? Huh? Who is that being dropped out? I don't know. It's just some just some square in a suit. Mm-hmm. Evil fucking kind of reminds me of Robocop. Yeah, it's a it's an old trading card that's put it onto a magnet. So mm. I, I don't, it's all covered up. I, I don't know what series it's from, but mm-hmm. it's fucking cool. Man falling out of a skyscraper. It's got a giant skull on the side, like evil corp. Yeah. That can't be their name in the show, right? Evil corp. Yeah. Evil corp. Okay. So, yeah. Hey, you know, at least they didn't do what Google did. Pulled out their rule of don't be evil. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like even when me and Mike are like butting heads on this and that issue, I really just see it as in the big scheme of things, that's what they overlords want. Yeah. They love that. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. I'm I'm merely participating in it because uh I first of all, I love you guys. That's always gonna be my first motivation. And second of that is I don't know. I, I think a, a fun disagreement's good for the podcast every now and then because we overwhelmingly we're going to agree on a lot of the same shit. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah. The only thing that um, <laughs> my mom had to say that was really critical is, uh, you know, just how much we were all yelling at each other was kind of a turn off. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely like I, I'm I'm for the spirited spirited for debates, but. You know, as far as uh, I, I like to think of it as kind of like leveling out because mm-hmm. we haven't been in the same room together since back in 2010, 11. I, I really think that plays a big role on uh, why that. E- uh, obviously, we were drinking that night and that didn't help either. 
but the fact that we're not even in the same room and we can't, you know what I mean, use our hands when we're talking and be like, let, yeah, let him go, let him go, hold on, you know what I'm saying? Right. And we're all because we're all just talking to our screens to one another, and you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Well, that's why I hope uh, this uh, dive series we can really start fine tuning that uh, collective voice. Oops, yeah, absolutely. Oh. I mean, I, I don't think with any of those we're gonna be disagreeing on shit. <laughs> yeah, you know? and then I don't it's... think any, either one of the three of us loves, uh, say, I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna name any religions, but certain religions that we don't deem as hugely beneficial for society, for starters. Uh, yeah, you know, just <laughs> things like that. I don't see us getting in uh, your wrong arguments over it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I, I kind of imagine that, uh, this mo- presumptive model might work well for something like religion. And then, you know, we could do, mm-hmm. we could do something like religion versus, versus myth versus cult or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Something more fun. Um, and just kind of like tie all those together. I'm excited for it. You know, try and make it as American horror story as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely going to require some time. Actually, I still got to order that uh, third book that we talked about, or second book that we talked about. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went and found that. Oh, uh, again. my mom, I was talking to my mom earlier, and uh, she just got done reading. Who is it uh, in Trump's family that just published a book, like a sister or cousin? Mary Trump, I believe is her name. So they just published a tell-all book about their family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't... Uh, my, my mom is now of the belief system that uh, essentially, uh, if you think Trump is bad, his father was so much worse, <laughs> basically. And my mom actually, I think, feels a little bit, you know, in a strange way. I think my mom actually feels sorry for him because, like, her... Because the dad was the real, in her opinion, narcissist and sociopath. And, and she kept trying to tell me things about their older brother, Freddie, or something like that. And things they did to him. I, 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 I'm going to check the book out when I get in. Then I'll you know, update you guys on it. I wonder, I wonder if Mike's read that or not. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, my mom's going to be sending me that soon. So I'm going to check that out. And give you guys some nice inserts from there. That'll oh, yeah. probably be very interesting. Because I'm always trying to, you know, uh, understand people psychologically. Like, why, why don't I agree with Donald on, on all his policies or the way he carries himself and talks to people or talks about people in situations? And maybe, maybe that'll give me a peek and make me uh, a little bit more empathetic to something I, I was maybe missing or misunderstanding to begin with. <laughs> yeah at the same point i you know i i do i do want us to be able to hit on conspiracies and i greatly look forward to seeing this election over either way. yeah we, yeah me too uh, i'm fucking over I'm, a, I'm actually bored of telling people this is this podcast is a little political because i'm like it's kind of a turnoff when you but it's it's a political season so we can't ignore it <laughs> right um yeah, you know, because I'd rather just sit here and rail on cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, by all means, man, 
I'd love it. It's bullshit, dude. That's all it is. It's just bullshit upon mm. bullshit. It's all just saying you have something or you got something I feel you don't deserve and I want to take it and everything else. Because you say something that I disagree with. Like, it's all mine now. Your career is mine. Your girl's mine. Your life is mine. Your dog is mine. <laughs> I'm raising your kids. They're all black now. <laughs> you get nothing, sir. Nothing but the bottom of my shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's just really depressing. Uh, Facebook is super depressing. I'm tired of seeing the psyche of damn too many idiots. Damn near everybody. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last time I posted anything. I think I said, uh, thank you for all the birthday wishes. Be excellent to each other. Oh, dude, I haven't done that post in well over a decade. Yeah. 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 I think the last time I did one of those was probably 2010. Wow. Back when people actually used to chime in and leave a nice happy birthday on your wall. Not anymore. <laughs> um, and then, uh, 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 oh my God. I, I noticed in like, Everything that everyone's sharing, they're only getting a couple of likes, a share, a handful of comments. It's not, I mean, it's it's definitely down from what I remember it being when I joined for the first time. But when even, did you join? What year? I want to say it was 2008. It was about 04, 05 for me. Gotcha. I actually, yeah, it was the summer before I went to UNCW. So it was my last senior year of high school, uh, spring. And I remember even back then when you joined the network, like UNCW, like I got my UNCW uh, email early because uh, I enrolled as an athlete. So I got to do all my shit a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, someone from UNCW in charge of the Facebook group had to approve me. <laughs> I remember that. Like you couldn't just join a network back then. It was so exclusive. Oh, you yeah. know, because that's like, how Zuckerberg suckered everyone into signing up. I always like MySpace more anyways. Oh, it was so much better, man. Tom was a fucking genius. He oh. literally just made however hundreds of millions of dollars he made. And then he like fucking sold the company. And I don't know, I guess he's just traveling the world now. <laughs> right. But I guess I, I'm more so considering, you know, what are people sharing to each other that's only getting... You know, a handful of clicks or interactions. Well, uh, I know there's some there's... sad stories I see day to day, unfortunately. Uh, the ones I see that generate the most uh, back and forth, like with likes and comments, it's definitely sad news and genuine sad news. Like, you know, like someone's going through an illness or coronavirus, for instance, or someone just Lost her job. I remember it was a really sad one a couple of years back where one of my high school mates, uh, him and his wife, uh, had like their second or third miscarriage. And like that was just uh, so heartfelt by everyone. It's, it's generally, you, you, it used to be a positive place at the beginning, like all things are. And then it just turns into just an open, sad diary and people's ignorant thoughts, uh, like an open diary almost. You it's know. a yeah inner lens to the subconscious yeah and it, like, it just it sits there and catalogs you you know mm-hmm. every interaction that you have is data log it's broken down to binary um, yeah you know there's other places in the world where people know more than you know about yourself 
Sometimes they're not I, even not even fucking I, people. I imagine if uh like from a Cambridge Analytica standpoint, I'm probably deemed as a swing voter or a mind someone whose mind could be changed or whatever. Because I because I am open minded. I've looked at too many <laughs> videos from uh people on the right like Steven Crowder, Miley Yiannopoulos, like all, all these personalities, uh, Alex Jones and such. But I, I but I hold Democratic Party on my sticker, so they you know. Well, it really dudes, doesn't matter for me though, because I'm in like, Georgia, and Georgia is not going blue anytime soon. <laughs> those dudes are definitely on the. I'm not gonna say it. Uh, I'm not gonna say the. Uh, I don't think they're all right. Um, I do think that they're kind of douchebags about it, but yeah, they're definitely agitators for clicks. Yeah, but at the same point, man, like that's not any different from any other bullshit headline article that just gets, you know, shared on a whim. Oh yeah, I definitely believe that. Like, uh, it's a very dangerous thing, especially on college campuses or in social media, to be an outspoken conservative. I, I totally believe in that. You can't. You're not allowed to say, especially me as a, <clears throat> as really as a majority non non white American. If I come out and say I'm conservative or, or, or um, even the worst thing I could say, I'm a Trump supporter, oh, oh, I'm going to get shit from everyone. My family, my friends, people are going to disown me, block me, hide me on their timelines. Like it, It's one of those things. Like It's it, it's honestly really disappointing. You can't have conversations about things anymore. Isn't that disturbing to you? I think, no, I think it's totally disturbing. Absolutely, man. That's why... That's why I was glad, like, last time me and Mike were even butting heads on one issue. You were like, no, we need to talk about it. Like, we, we absolutely have to talk about it. Because it, I agree. Like, how are we going to get anywhere? Yeah. I, I, I think it's cool to stick to your guns. But even if, whether I'm right or wrong, and especially if I'm wrong, it's a painful experience to learn something. But I think that's important to evolve. Like, it, it does hurt to learn something. You know, because the overwhelming majority of the time you thought it was like this and it can only go down this way until you saw something else and you're like, fuck me, you know, <laughs> the now, way I kind of rationalized and then you apologize it, and grow again. <laughs> the, the way I kind of rationalized it today was, man, I think it'd be a whole lot easier fighting off an, the great American dictator than it would the new world order. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I, I I got plenty of shit from Mike the last episode because I told him I never voted. Um, and I don't know if I've ever really appreciated the argument. Well, you don't get the say. I'm like, I totally get the say because my conscience is clear. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, those, those guys aren't doing their thing in Iraq. I'm talking about our troops. So you have to vote. No, that's not, not at all. A lot of them come back after fighting a war for us, whether or not they believed in it themselves and they still don't vote themselves. <laughs> no, no, no. I think the, you know, people die for your right to vote that that's talking to more of a mythologic, not, sorry, not mythological, but you know, it's a control piece. <laughs> I, no, dude. Uh, I strongly disagree with that. Like I did fucking reenacting for four years. Like we just played dead all the time laying in the middle of a ditch. And then I get to stand up after they called the reenactment over. Um, lots of people got shot trying to establish a place where you do get to have a say in shit and people have continued to die over the years for that right but 
you know, and, and that's what that's what he means. Like, mm-hmm. he's not wrong. People did give their lives up. It's not necessarily happening in the Middle East for the past 20 years. Um, I think there could be people that you'd find out there that the supposed villains that they've been trying to fight back want to take over the United States and take away, you know, uh, constitutional rights. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I, I think from it's, it's not really like a controlled mechanism. It's, it's a real deal. Um, just like the, you know, you wouldn't say like, Oh, you need to practice free speech because people have died for it. That just sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I just, think, I just think it's always a weak argument when it's brought up. People died for it, and that's why uh, you have to be a certain way. He's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, just be a good person. Like, to check all, you know, the Ten Commandments in general, somewhere in that ballpark area. If you're that kind of person, sweet. If you're really, I like you. If you're really lazy, you can break it down to one rule. Don't steal shit. Because that's right. all the Ten Commandments are. It's like, don't yeah, take this, exactly. don't take that. Right. <laughs> Bill Burr does a really nice chime on it. You know, uh, don't touch my bike. That's my wife. And <laughs> I just think, either, or actually, I said it backwards. I think he says, don't touch my wife. That's my bike. And, <laughs> and things of that nature. <laughs> I like Bill Burr a lot. He's, he's good. I, yeah. But like I said, I do think I'm going to stay in norm land for a while. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know all that much by him. He's a fascinating creature of comedy he certainly is uh, he's, he's just a fantastic human being in general yeah. very 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 underrated too because like uh, his claim to fame is mostly snl right and a couple movies he's been in but beyond that uh yeah he never he never went like jerry seinfeld big or anything like that never so. a sitcom yeah exactly i don't think i don't know I don't, do you think his humor would translate to sitcom who norm mcdonald's yeah it's so weird because we have so many options and i think that hurts norm a little bit because mm-hmm. we have so many options i think in a real old traditional setting though if everyone had to sit down and watch them like everyone watched i don't know one episode of friends or some shit like that before the internet platforms took off in the 2000s i i really think like yeah if it was more concentrated that'd be to his benefit for sure. Especially, uh, I I could see him kicking ass in like a political show, like the daily show or something like that. If he was still young enough to host it. Like, I mean, I don't think he's too old to host something like that, but I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I I would, I would like to see a a use, a useful version of him, like just tackling because he by far was the best newscaster that SNL ever had. So in my opinion, he just never got his own show, which would have revolved around news politics and, talking shit about politicians and regular people every day, which is what he's really good at. He's very, he's just so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And he's unapologetic about his humor. He's just weird. And he's just so genuine. I, I, I can't hate anything he says, even if it is like old school, that's gay kind of joke, you know, but I don't know. I, I fuck with it. He doesn't offend me ever. But I imagine to a lot of other people, yeah, he probably would. They probably would be offended out of, of, by him just because of his uh, complexion alone. <laughs> so to answer your question, 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, well, I was gonna broach this by you. I, I actually have to go pull a car battery out of my uh, vehicle tonight. Um, Replacing was, a car battery? Yeah, I gotta go grab it, put it on the charge, and then turn around and see what I need to do in the morning. I was gonna say, you sure you sure it's dead or just a, not a bad connection? I'm gonna go slam the hood a couple times and mm-hmm. see if maybe uh, it's, it's somewhere like between the the alternator and the battery. Um, uh, I would look at your connectors because I've had two used cars where my battery, where I thought it was dead, and yeah. it was just a poor connection. And sometimes uh, check for rust and corrosiveness because if you clean that off, sometimes that'll yeah, I solve go, it. I, I got to go find a uh, uh, wire brush. I think we got mm-hmm. one here. Coca-Cola helps with that too. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> well, was there anything else uh, that you wanted to touch on for tonight? No, man, I think we covered everything uh, we could tonight. It was good. Nice, mellow episode. Indeed. Indeed. Um, I think uh, I've been chewing on it. <laughs> and I think I'm going to roll with VHS babes for the title of this episode. Because that's what we are, man. We're children of the fucking, we're like the last kids of the fucking VHS tape. Yeah, I like it. We're the last of the blockbuster kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is about Blockbuster specifically, but do you remember remember the one out front, UNCW? The sh- yeah, the- I rented from it a couple of times before it closed. Uh, we would rent from there all the time, uh, me and Heidi. And there's once, some- ne- once Netflix came out, I never went back there. I, I I didn't even try Netflix. Well, no, I guess we used yours. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna say I remember when everyone at college had my account. <laughs> you. Well, you, Bobby, uh, Alex. Well, I just, I just. And a couple other people would remind me every time I lost my debit card and forgot to update my Netflix, I would get four or five texts on that day. <laughs> hey, you got to pay your Netflix bill. <laughs> We're all waiting. <laughs> uh, holy shit. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, there was something about that blockbuster. Sorry, this is going to be TMI. Maybe I could, you know. Um, is there any way I could dazzle this up just a little bit? Oh, wait, that's crickets. It would make <laughs> me have to shit really, really bad every time. There was just something about that blockbuster. As soon as I walked in there, I, I could not look around because I had to leave so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't know I, ever- I just remember as a kid, uh, uh, every now and then, I mean, I, I, I'm always be looking for all the things I was programmed to love, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, all my favorite action heroes, or Jim Carrey, this mm-hmm. and that. And like, uh, but I just remember sometimes I'd go by box artwork and I'd be like, oh, yeah. what the fuck is this? And I really want to check it out now because someone put a lot of effort into this cover. And then you go and watch it and you're like, well, that wasn't what I expected. <laughs> 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 yeah, you didn't have things like five star reviews. Nope. The Wild and, West and, and spoilers Rental. galore on and threads. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good name. Wild West of video rental, Vintel rental, uh, mm-hmm. cassette rental. I don't know. There's something there. Yeah, there's something there. Mm. I feel like there's the, there's definitely a stand up there too. <laughs> uh well shit man um i think uh, i think i might call it here at this point and um yes yeah, sir what is that about two hours worth we got we yeah, are pretty close 107 minutes so nice we did good 
uh, two weeks of that, two episodes a week. You know, it's consistent. Um, <clears throat> we're definitely never running out of stuff to talk. That's the beauty of it. It makes me excited. Oh, uh, I just listened to BTS. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say I just did. I've been listening to them for over a week. Are you familiar with them? <laughs> the K-pop band? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say it like that, but I did make the connection that our name also has the same acronym as them. Yeah, it's, it's a, actually a good one because they're such a positive group anyways. Oh, but yeah. um, uh, have you heard their latest single? No. Dy- Dynamite? I'll send you a clip of it. It's basically seven Koreans with Michael Jackson moves making a modern uh, disco pop song. All right. It's number one on the billboards right now. They just achieved that uh, yesterday. I saw that on the news. Damn. Anyway, and it's their first single that's in all English, but you should probably turn on captions when watching it just, just in case because, you know, it's it's Korean English at I'm, times. I'm surprised <laughs> Philip DeFranco didn't cover that because usually he's all over those K-pop stories. Oh, oh, he did. I, I saw that at least two days ago. I mean, he talked about oh. uh, how, they, how they got 100 million views uh, from their video alone. In 24 hours, Adrian, their music video got 100 million views on YouTube, cool. setting, a new re- setting a new record. Just 100 million in 24 hours. That's all. Way to go, BTS. (laughs) One tenth of a billion. That's all. Crazy. And we got that. We got that same power behind us. We're not as attractive or as 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 athletic, 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 or you know, talented, or Mm -hmm. you know, musically gifted, or video friendly, or did (laughs) did you ever see when their uh, fans abducted uh, hashtags for the RNC? No. Uh, so their fans, who are obviously overwhelmingly de- democratic, um, uh, took a bunch of RNC hashtags and just put BTS on those hashtags so that when people would hashtag it, all they would see in the thread is a bunch of shit from <laughs> the K-pop band BTS. Because <laughs> I, 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 Just go look at their Twitter thread, man, and the likes that they get on half their shit would blow your mind. Like, That's... It, it... I, it's... Well, to me, it's also no different than the culture that the Grateful Dead started cultivating. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be another sort of cool, I guess, more sociological dive. Like, you know, what what is it with all these super huge, massive um, followings like BTS, like the Dead? There was one other one I was thinking back on. I mean, you could throw Justin Bieber and Adele, all those big, huge ones in there. I mean, they're they're so famous, they're not even really human anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yes, conspiracies abound. Ooh. 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 Looks down the pipeline. But yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you the video, and I I, I think it's catchy enough. Like you might be surprised if you catch yourself singing it in the shower <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> it's it's already happened to me twice, buddy. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, I guess I'll check you later, and we'll just sign off at this point. Yeah, buddy. Monday, we'll do it again. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll get some uh, new hot topics for everyone listening too. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, good chance I might be traveling Monday. Still should be good, um, but definitely, uh, I'll have to let you know. Because I, I don't have flight information yet for this gig. But uh, I will be departing to okay. Pennsylvania. I think I should have Monday off, though. Just depends on what time I get in. 
If anything, I'll be in the same same time zone. We start a little later. You're gonna jump on a. Wait, are you flying to Pennsylvania? Yeah. Bro, you're gonna go on an airplane with recirculated air? Are you insane? I sat behind uh, beside a crackhead last time when I was going to Chicago, and he told me to cure the COVID. Actually. So you smoke crack now, is what you're saying? No, 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 no. He's, he's, <laughs> I was saying that he was a crackhead. That's not what the the cure was. No, I, I see. <laughs> it was hookers and blow. Right. Uh, he, he legitimately, uh, like, he, he said those were words he said to me as he was kind of twitching out in the seat beside me. And I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta admit, bro, like, that's a lot to start in one week. Like, I don't know if... I would, that's a lot to juggle your first time around. <laughs> Pencil, <laughs> Sorry, you don't have to add on to that. I'm just being dick. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, uh, it's been fun. It's been real. Uh, it's actually been really fun. So on that note, um, I will definitely catch you Monday. Yeah, buddy. All right. Have a good night. Have a good night, good. everybody. Good night, everyone.